Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What we do here is we talk about food and restaurants and cooking and wine, and there are so many things to be got through with that. You never get to the end of it. Well, here I am. Uh, we're here in the studios, uh, and we have a few little changes on our for our sit-down radar. radar. So, Tom, also yeah. in your almanac you have today. Yeah, yeah what's today? was Mardi Gras in 1950. Ooh, it, that was a close call. On that day, the first international pancake race took place in Liberal, Kansas. I love it. It still goes on every Shrove Tuesday there and is the premier celebration of a curious association between Mardi Gras and pancakes. Yes, that's right, and it's still going on around liberal Kansas, Yeah, and it also is widely practiced in Belgium and a no, few no. other places. Yeah, like oh, I that. don't know about Belgium. You don't have that here, but in liberal, they invite a team of women from Olney, a town in England where the tradition began, and the contestants run 400 yards down a twisting course, flipping pancakes uh -huh. in a skillet as they do. And... <laughs> You know, well, it just goes to go, just goes to uh, to realize that what could possibly be going on on uh, in Kansas anyway. I don't yeah. mean to in any can Kansasanites or anything. Our little one calls pancakes yeah. canpake. Canpake. Well, he, he's got his he's got his uh, he's got his, his reality. His he's got it figured he's got out. Twisted, but that's uh, super cute. Anyway, um, this is the New Yorker's first publication date, first edition of the New Yorker. The New Yorker magazine, the is best Is that where William Sean was the editor, Tom? Yes, it was. Yes. yes. If you were to look over in here, I, yeah. here, I have about 400 uh, New Yorkers right here. Yes, the longtime editor, William Sean. Eight yeah. in the Algonquin Hotel. Was he part of the round table? He very much was. And he had, he had uh, some very unusual habits. One was that he would go over to the, uh, what was the, the name Obonquin of that hotel? hotel? The Obonquin Hotel, which was Obonquin. right across uh -huh. the street from the New Yorker's mag uh -huh. uh, magazines. And, uh, and, but that, it was full of uh, writers, and it was a really Including cool Dorothy place. Dorothy Parker, the infamous Dorothy Parker. Uh, the, yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, let's see. What, what we was, each have a favorite Dorothy Parker quote, you and I. Boy, I can only use that one. I know. That's your favorite, the that's, one with the that's martini. Hard. Yeah, and that's it's right. hard to beat, but I like this one better because it suits me better. If you can't say anything nice about someone, yeah. sit next to me. Yeah, there you go. Well, anyway, the one that I was thinking of, uh, which we were just referring to. The Dorothy Parker quote? No, no, before that. Oh. The, the last thing. William Sean. William Bill. Yeah, William Sean. Uh -huh. And... Uh, Nights of the he, round, the uh, Algonquin Hotel. He was he he was there every day, and he would meet up with his writers. He yep. had, mm -hmm. The New Yorker has always had a uh -huh. flow of artists and, and well artists too, but uh, and writers. Uh -huh. And 
uh, they would come in and they would have lunch with uh, with the uh, he was the executive chef in, in charge of everything. Uh-huh. Uh, that um, you uh, he he had some very unusual eating habits. They One would order a bowl of uh, special K or something like that. Yeah, that was it. And they would uh, eat cereal. For, for lunch. It, so we're talking and about... probably drink the rest of it, though. I mean, no, I'm sure that he, bill was still pretty high. He, he says... Uh, he never drank? I don't believe that. You know, I, don't I don't think either, anybody so. at that round table didn't drink. Could Can you be. imagine just the smoking aura around it just, just by itself? I loved it. I, lo- I still love that magazine. My uh, my sister, not my sister, well, sort of in the way she... One of the sister. nuns at school. One of the nuns at St. Rita's who was a very young nun mm-hmm. as they went. I don't know why I don't know. Oh, excuse me. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> uh, the uh, What was I talking about? Probably the you, same thing. You were talking anyway. about, you were talking <laughs> she, about um, yeah, the, the, your, the, your the, nun that the nun. suggested. She was a very young, young uh, uh, nun. Uh-huh. And Did you I used to. Her, Tom? Uh, no, I you were, you were I, really I young then. I didn't you? have the staff. How, to, how? So I was. So anyway, he uh, she would all be one. She'd always be wandering around yeah. in the yards between you know, bef- uh, but you know during recess. Uh huh. And I used to kind of hover around her because I I was a nerdy kind of guy. Imagine that. Yeah. And uh, and people. Would you know insist on me doing non-nerdle uh, uh, kinds of things? They tried to get you out of your nerdiness. Yeah, that's right. They had. They thought and there was she, hope. That's charming. She had some uh, some feeling about me. Nothing like you know this this ridiculous stuff. But but she felt pity about me. Is <laughs> is what I've heard. And what do you mean you've heard that? Somebody well, told that's you all that? Some, no, somebody didn't tell you Someone that. told a friend. and, it, and Wait, it's a, someone you know, told you that yeah. the nun felt sorry for you? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. It is. Uh, because she wasn't at all. She was everybody, really everybody loved her. And uh-huh. with good reason. She was just a lovely person and a nun. And yeah. she, I don't know where Maybe she like is now. A flying nun or something. I don't know what happened yeah. to them. But anyway, she at one, on one day, it was raining, so everybody was inside. And uh, we were, she was the controlling uh, nun at the time. Uh-huh. And uh, she said, you know something? The way you think, I have a magazine for you. Uh-huh. What, how old were you, Tom? Uh, let's see. That would have been seventh grade. Oh, okay. 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 And I, I said. Uh, so you would have been a budding uh, teenager. A teenager, yeah, yeah, but not quite. So uh, she uh, t- gave me a copy of the New Yorker, and she said, "Read all of this, and including the cartoons, because the New Yorker is just jammed with cartoons." Right. And uh, and I, I, you know, it's no big deal. It's just I think you'll like it. Mm-hmm. And I did. I read it every single week, just about. Uh, did you actually get a subscription, or did she yeah, give you one? I got it in the '60s, and I had it until maybe six months ago. Oh, you let it go? I no, I still have it. I still have the subscription. Oh, okay. I do have that. But you quit reading. I about just six yeah, I, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah yeah. I, 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 Tom used to be <clears throat> very proud of the fact that he would read the New Yorker cover to cover, as he said. 
All right. So this is a but this isn't about food. This is not about food. Well, no. I, we started off talking about the Algonquin Round Table, yeah. and we were talking about uh, the Special K breakfast that William Sean had. Yeah. This it's, a, your it's all fast. Which yeah. is all food well, related. The almanac is, you know. So this is what we are using to. Uh, to but you know what? There is a there's a connect uh, with the, in this with uh, what you eat at school, and in those days, the schools, the Catholic schools around the city, yeah. with mo- with not many uh, exceptions, exceptions, mm-hmm. was uh, awful. A, no, it was. You great. loved the lunch at school. They, they but were I good. Didn't. They they had. I'll just net rat off a few things. Uh, their pizza. Do you remember their pizza? This is people went crazy at St. Rita's for pizza. Maybe you just went to a the, a better school. Oh, I'm sure it was. It was an excellent. Well, I school. had a great school. I mean, I mean, I had a really great school that I went to. And but maybe they maybe they weren't as concerned about what they fed us. Yeah. Yeah. St. What Lawrence. was it? St. Lawrence. Saint, oh, okay. Well, I was I was in Harahan, mm-hmm. and. Uh, 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 all of those things uh, came to be, and they, and w- the, these. I'm actually these, scarred from school lunches. So they're little. Maybe that's my problem. They, they baked their own bread from scratch. They really did. Tom. And I remember their their bread was so good. Anybody who was in a Catholic school in those times, when yes, 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 yes. I was, but I didn't like their bread either. You didn't like it, boy. I thought it was great. Now, if you want, oh, yeah. you want well, a let's, really let's, superior let's put a, bread no, like let's, that, let's, let's, does let's get a, uh, let's just take a quick poll. Okay. <laughs> like their school I'm lunch. talking about, <laughs> listen to me, The uh, we're talking about the cafeterias in Catholic churches. And, Catholic and, schools in New or, Orleans. Or the whole thing, you know, let's I'm just sure, say. I'm sure there were other kinds of lunches the same in the same realm being served at public schools, too. I mean. Yes. But, School uh, lunches. Uh, people who know tell me that you know even in the best uh, schools, the Catholic <gasps> I'm afraid to hear Catholic schools. No, they were they were the Catholic school they lunches had more were better money, than the public school more. lunches. <gasps> but I think they were I they know, won't. Uh, I it's. Um, I don't think that's I don't think that's true. Well, because actually the public schools do have more money than the Catholic schools. Uh, yeah, and it's been a long time, and we're talking about things that happened in 1968 or six. Yeah, sixty years ago. Yes. No, not 60. sixty. It was sixty years ago. Tom. No, it's less than that. But anyhow, I uh, I'll bet you, if if we can find anybody who's actually listening right now, <laughs> uh, we I, I would int- I, I'll, I'll ask you if you went to school and you and you ate in the school cafeteria not is so much in the uh, you know everything in a can or something what do you what were the what were the foods the highlights the highlights of food that you could get in your daily there's one word for that and I can't remember this. the repertoire no well anyway if, I particularly remember me, a vat of red gravy with hard-boiled eggs floating in it. A lot of people complain about that for, for some reason. <laughs> for some so, reason, because it was bizarre. Well, anyway, uh, well, another one of my favorite things that they had in school cafeterias was uh, these, um, they were, uh, uh, what do you call them, um, 
Shepherd's Pie? Shep, not Shepherd's Pie. So the Shepherd's Pie was great. No. Yeah, yeah. Wrong yeah. again, oh, but anyway. Yes, it was. Okay, you <laughs> pick up a, a, it's a, a, it's a, a hot dog bun, uh-huh. but instead of having hot oh, dogs. Oh, corn and, dogs. Not even that. No, I mean, not you, corn you dogs? Just, no, it was, uh, uh, it, it was kind of mustard, big on corn mustard dogs. and cheese on the top, and then it looked like a hamburger. Okay. Yeah. And they, they, they made those by the... Let's uh, let's see if we can get somebody to call about their school eating memories. Two six zero six three six eight. I'll bet you there's somebody listening. Two six zero six three six eight, and uh, fill us in on uh, all the places you might have eaten or the dishes that you liked when you were a school. I don't uh, think anyone had as varied an experience in school as you did. I Most don't people think just so. went to one or two. No, I was with little kids Max. too. No, no, I'm just saying. But you, you, you traveled around the circuit quite a bit. Um, I went to one school, and the food was really bad. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then my high school was even Where'd worse. you go for school, folks? Two six zero six three. Dennis, let's go. Dennis, to Dennis. Did you say? Yes. Dennis, who? Janice, Janice, but that's okay. Janice, Janice. I'll thank be, you I'll for calling. I'll be Dennis for today. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We accept. We accept your uh, offer. Right. Okay. Thank you so much. Now I went to a Catholic. uh, I went to a Catholic school, grammar school, and uh, the school I went to in grammar school. Yeah, I was trying to think of what it was that I liked so much, and then and then the lady said it was shepherd's pie was good, and Mm, then they had good Jello. Yeah, they had Jello. Jello. And then they had they had lots of vegetables, and on the day they had uh, spinach, I'd go around to the different tables. Asking them, hey, you gonna eat that? No. I said, okay, give it, give it to me. So they learned how things were going. So when I'd go, when they'd go to fill up my plate for me, they'd give me a little extra because no, seriously, I watched them yeah. throwing a, throwing food away. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, I, the I, amount of waste in schools is well, it, it heartbreaking. Was, it wasn't uniform though, because like just to pick a single example, me, uh, I in school. Uh, I th- I thought most of the food came out that w- was pretty good, but they, uh, uh, I, you know, there was something I wanted to add to this, and it just flew away from me before I finished it. So Well, I don't know. I must have had really high standards for someone who was raised on Vienna sausages and potted meat. It's, it's, oh, well, I can't help you with, pretty, with everything. It's pretty remarkable that I uh, had those kinds of standards, but I didn't like the, the school lunches at all. School lunches. Tell, call me and tell me what you uh, remember from school lunches, especially if you're a... Uh, Somebody who's uh, in his maybe 50s, 60s, 70s. We got Sal back. Actually, I'd Sal? be interested in hearing someone who's Sal, in school Sal, welcome now back to, to the food show. Changed. Thank you, Janice. Sal, you still there? I'm here. And I well, come on in. Your, I want to echo your sentiment about the yeast rolls that the Catholic schools used to serve, and they were delicious. They were warm they were great. and, and yeah. steamy. And one thing I remember is that. The boys especially in our ugly khaki BB brand uniforms. Yeah. Until they changed it to a light blue collared golf shirt with navy pants. We used to make sandwiches out of everything. We would pull <laughs> the top we would pull the top off of the yeast roll, smash the rest of it down to flatten, and we would put everything from Spaghetti and meat sauce, red beans and rice, and yes, even the shepherd's pie with the green peas 
between the bread and make sandwiches out of it. And mm-hmm. to this day, my wife laughs at me because she said, you could make a sandwich out of a coffee table if I let you. <laughs> I said, well, if you put the right gravy on it, you, you'd be surprised it can that be I done. could. Be. <laughs> sure. Why not? But no, the, the ca- school cafeteria food not only brings back memories, but the ladies that would cook back there. And, and again, oh, they were, were wonderful at the time. They were they, wonderful. They were cooking, I'm not going to say they were cooking scratch and had a garden behind the cafeteria, but yeah. they were doing thing as as from scratch as you could for you know 700 kids from K through eight. It was a it was a more widespread thing than most people think it was. It was uh, I, I enjoyed it and and I had yeah. great memories of it. So, well, anyway. uh, thanks for thanks for sharing all of that. We're going to keep doing it some more after we check in right. on whatever it is yeah. that Doug has for us. Right, more of the food show coming forth after first please this. It's the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and uh, what I do is I talk about eating, uh, and cooking, wines, cocktails, everything that uh, makes you happy, if that's something that makes you happy. And uh, we talk about all the other aspects of dining in and dining out, and we thought thought we could. Uh, talk you into uh, coming in here, and uh, we could talk about uh, school cafeteria. This is not something we have ever really talked about that much, but it is an interesting uh, subject. So if you are interested yourself, uh, call us up and tell us uh, what you ever knew about that. Uh, you know, why does anybody uh, make pizzas in in schools? Uh, you know, and they do too. I, 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 That's what the order is. Maybe so. That's yeah. That's what the order is. Well, anyway, uh, our telephone number is two six zero six three six eight two six zero sixty three sixty eight. Now we've got something else going on here today, a little something extra. Uh, we uh, are uh, going to come. Wait a minute. What was it? <laughs> I hate it when that happens. What? Uh, I forgot what we were going to do this morning. But anyway, uh, I I would encourage this uh, other subject we were doing today about the schools. Dreadful school lunches. I am scarred from school lunches. Are you? And like Hmm. I said, I I think that maybe it's because, uh, I mean, I don't have any right to have not liked school lunches. I mean, what I was getting at home, as I said, was potted meat and Vienna sausages. Yeah, so you can only I have on no that. Right, right to be yeah. snooty about that, mm-hmm. but uh, but I'll tell you, I um, I never did care for anything I ever got in the cafeteria at school. Well, it wasn't all perfect. I mean, they would come in sometimes with uh, you know just little slices of ham or uh, to toast. You know, there wasn't much to it. Well, but, I, if anyone really, really likes those delicious rolls, as you called them, there, there are rolls. They're they're basically Parker House rolls, is what they are. That's kind of what they look but like. They're not, yeah. in, in my mind, they're not good. But um, but there are good Parker House rolls out there. I mean, obviously at the Parker House, but. In town, Brennan's does a really good roll like that. Do you remember those little rolls that we pulled apart? Town? I sure do, yeah. Those are excellent. Mm-hmm. And and Koshan is just, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm i embarrassed to say this, but I would go to Koshan 
every day just to eat the rolls and yeah. the butter. They're that perfect. The so cochon? Yeah. The so one in you, the warehouse uh-huh, district? Yeah. Uh-huh. So if you like. Well, he's solid as a now, I don't as know. A I don't know. Maybe they say, maybe they serve them at Pesh and. Um, but it's all the same bunch. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I've not been to Pesh except once or twice, but. Uh, if they're serving those rolls there too, uh, they're they're just they're fantastically good. But I would go to Push on just to eat the bread and butter every day. I mean, it's really that good. So if you like those rolls from your grade school and want to revisit them only in a really really expansive way. Go to either Brennan's or Koshan because they are really, really great. Yep, yep, they really are. And they came from out of nowhere, it seemed like. I mean, we all knew about them, but it just, uh, it was a, a reworking of a really good restaurant. Yeah. And here it is. Anyway, 2606368, if you would like to chat with us, Tom is fixated on talking about school lunches because you really, really liked your school lunches. I did. Well, look where really I started. Did. Uh, you really did. In in high school. Who knew that little kind of, Tommy sitting in the in the lunch on the lunch tables that folded up would become big Tommy restaurant. Oh, critic. isn't that nice? Nice. Uh, you honed your skills at Saint Rita. I had all that coming into Saint Rita, but then at Jesuit. Uh, there Were those was better lunches? Pretty good food. Were they? Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of it that I wasn't good. they're all good the same. I think the high schools and the grade schools are pretty no, much all I, the same. I don't know. I, that, my ex- experience is, is better than that. I don't know why I was just lucky or something. Maybe I was just already uh, vastly uh, fascinated by just the whole idea of eating. eating at school. I don't know. Eating. And then I wound up after they threw me out at Jesuit that, uh, by the way, that was, was all the, my was the fault. Was food totally. at Rummel also good? The food at Rummel was not only good, it was served in almost insane piles of food. <laughs> and and, and uh, they asked me to come in Wasn't and give... Wasn't that your barometer of not good food, Tom? On a, yeah, it is. Is that the compensatory well, they, thing uh, that happens? They a, called me and they uh, they wanted to know if I would come do a talk on something or other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what it was. But I thought, well, that's 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 good. So I'll, I'll do that. And they served me in the cafeteria ladies I heard later were programmed in on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they served a pound, uh, just this enormous quality of food. Uh, I couldn't believe it. They, Instead of having plates to serve you, they had those trays that you would use in like a cafeteria. Mm-hmm. And they would use the whole thing. And these guys, you know, you talk about young men in uh of that age and they were ready to eat everything in the world so it was it was something to see well and then we then i wound up at the the uno where you started eating in the flambeau room but that was certainly not a cafeteria style no it wasn't it was a first class really good place serious gourmet two six oh six three six eight i i maintain that that my experiences were not quite what yours were, but uh, I'd be curious to see if anyone else agreed with me. Yeah, well, let's go. I mean, obviously, a lot of people agree with me because there's a tremendous amount of depressing, shocking waste at schools. Yep. It's it's really it sad. Yeah, well, everywhere you go, there's something wrong. Anyway, Jude yeah. used to really like his lunches at school. The, the cafeteria yeah. ladies used to really love to see Jude because he would eat 
just, he, he would be welcoming the food that other kids sneered at. Yeah, well, you know, maybe, this is... made me feel kind of guilty. Maybe I wasn't this is properly. Why, this I mean, is why is we have... No, it wasn't true. I mean, that's why we have this program here to... Uh, to straighten out all of these no, not psychological to issues just having to, to do from an early age mm-hmm. with food. 2606368 is the number. We are now on a tangent about uh, grade school food coming off of our uh, uh, off of our almanac. Something anyway, like that. yes. So back to your almanac, if I may, Tom. Today is the first Jack in the Box. Oh, I in was looking at that. Have you ever been so to a you, Jack in the Tom, Box? You share a birth year with Jack in the Box restaurants. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. I like what you say about it. Yeah, did you like it? By my standards, it remains the worst large burger chain there is, barely edging out Hardee's for that dishonor. One or the other is the worst I think I ever uh, encountered. You know, could have been either one. Okay, so let's see. All of these guys came around at about the same time. I know that when I first had In and Out in California, I thought that they had copied. McDonald's because there was so much similar about it. It was red and yellow and had sort of a similar design to it. And then I found out that In-N-Out predated McDonald's by a considerable number of years. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. So I think I haven't had a lot of experience with burger chains in the fast food way, which is kind of kind of hard to believe because, like I said, I didn't grow up as a food snob. You know, I mean, I I would I was really the low down kind of uh, food consumer. You know, I mean, I was I was raised on can everything, so I didn't really have a lot of discriminating taste. So maybe that's it. Maybe the food in cafeterias was excellent, but I just didn't know how to properly appreciate oh, it. Oh, okay. I I hadn't thought about that, but you've spoken for yourself. That is, uh, that rings true. That's not true because there's so yeah. much waste that there are a lot of other kids. Oh well, the same you, way. when you that's... I mean, if I was the only one wasting it, that'd be one thing. I didn't. I had a problem with wasting food, so I had to try and eat that stuff. So it's a good thing I went back to my cheese sandwich. Anyway, um, 2606368 is the number, but I didn't have a lot of experience with hamburger fast food drive through So I don't think I've ever had a Jack in the Box. I don't know that I've ever had a Hardee's. I don't know. But but to my taste in the good old days, McDonald's was actually pretty good, I thought, which I guess explains why they proliferated so quickly. You can have all of mine. 2606368, you're listening to WWL 105.3 huh. FM HD2. We have covered a lot of ground since we came in about two hours ago. What was it? Coming up on two. Mm-hmm. Coming up on two? Oh. Yes. So anyway, anyway, back to the burgers. Oh, no, you don't want to talk about burgers. No, nah, we overdo that by an insane amount. Well, you're the one who put it in here, Tom. In well, 1931, uh, Alka-Seltzer came into being. Really? Do you remember, Do you did you use a lot of Alka-Seltzer? Because, I mean, look, let's face yeah. it. You know, you like to talk about having lost 80 pounds, and you did. As a matter of fact, we were looking at some old pictures of you today. Which, oh, wonderful. Which was pretty striking. Pretty striking, striking in what sense? Well, I mean, Even uglier than you thought? 
<laughs> well, no, just the amount of weight you've shed and, you know, how. But people used to say to you back then that they were surprised at how small you were because they were expecting someone much larger doing what you do. But you remember when you used to come home, Tom, at 1130, having had like a 12-course meal? Did you ever, yeah. did you ever, I, mean, I know you used to do a lot of Tums. Did you do much Alka-Seltzer? No, hardly ever. But did, but did Tums help you? No. I know. <laughs> I've never, it's not one of my front, uh, you know, cut, cut uh-huh. offs. Yeah, I, I uh, used one uh, of these things uh, just in the last 24 hours, maybe 36 hours. But what was it? Uh, Alka-Seltzer yeah. cold is the only thing I've ever used like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, there was one other thing that uh, that I find myself. Oh, oh yeah. If you if you have a really rotten cold. Yeah, Alka Seltzer. It and, does work. And it's just well, you can go even one farther step. Uh-huh. It's uh, it's uh, something. It's okay. you take a shot of it. Just to t- really, you measure uh-huh. it with the with the. Oh, somebody, yeah, Allie told me about <laughs> hot toddies. That hot toddies are really good for colds. Oh. Yeah. Well, anyway, I just came out of one, and uh, yeah, you are coming out. You're not really out of it. Kelsey Grammer was born today, Tom. This is in your yeah? people you'd like no to kidding. have dinner with. I really would. He he's uh, he was a gourmet, <laughs> he and a singer too. He is a gourmet, and he was a you know singer. What, Tom, I have yeah. to tell you this. Tell me. You two could be twins separated at birth. Who? You and Kelsey Grammer. Oh, you think so? He's a lot richer than you. Though. Well, see, there you go. That's why we don't talk about it. But anyway, uh, you mentioned in your almanac about the episodes of Frasier that have to do with food and wine. Yeah, here it is right here in front of me. I have and, this. and some of the funniest Frasier episodes do have to do with food and wine, particularly the one where they bought the restaurant because they – because they liked the restaurant, it came up for sale, and they bought it. And absolutely everything went wrong. Do you remember when they tried to be restaurateurs? Yeah, that and was uh, little, little tar. And little then, of tar. course, when they were when they were in their wine club, and they were bidding against each other for their wine. They they really are. I have to say, Tom, that whenever I watch Frasier. And I don't anymore, but I used to be addicted to it. It's a brilliant show. It really is. Very, very well written. I always thought about you. Yeah. yeah. I always thought that, that he reminded me very much of you. I love this. Uh, they, the program had a Frasier show uh, that had a, 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 a restaurant critic as part of it. Yeah, that I, guy Gill. <clears throat> yeah. I guess so. Yeah, I found that the, I mean, having been in radio, I found that the radio string of it was maybe a little bit less authentic than reality. Mm. (laughs) My favorite part about the radio thing was how wealthy Frazier was with his radio show. Well, apparently he was. Well, I wish. Well, that's just not true to life. No. A local radio announcer would not have lived like Frazier did. True. I, I, I'm <clears throat> stating that unequivocally. It's true. Anyway, 
Uh, Sir Francis Bacon, I don't know why he's quoted today in your almanac, but he must have said something interesting. He did. He did. He said, a bachelor's life is a fine breakfast, Uh, a flat lunch and a miserable dinner. (laughs) Yeah, that 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 idea has been disseminated more than a few times Uh over the years that uh, that you, you, you ought to just. Figure that out. You know, when you wake up in the morning, it ought to be something that really gets you going. When you go to bed, it's when you're ready to just fall asleep. And then in the middle, it's uh, no. They said you, for good you health, you should eat a ki- you should eat like a king for breakfast, yeah. like a duke for lunch, and a pauper for dinner. That's right. Same same and idea. And that's well, I don't think that I don't think that the Sir Francis Bacon quote had to do with that. I think it had to do with um, well, what was it? companionship, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know either. I didn't know him, so I don't know. To do, to, to do. 2606368 is the number. Mike joins Talk us here on Mike. the blue phone. Mike, come on in. Hello. Mike is calling at the witching minute. Mike, you are being you are calling at the witching hour. The witching minute. The witching minute. My, uh, been informed. My my liquor of choice for colds and sore throats is rock and rye. Rock and rye. Now there's something I haven't so much as thought about in uh, 20 years. Yeah, I had a great uncle that 50 years ago swore by rock and rye, and I never did forget it. It's uh, it's almost like an old-fashioned in a bottle, to tell you the truth. That's a good drink, too. Yep. Tom? Uh, always a dollar short and a day late regarding wine and presidents yesterday. Uh-huh. Je- Jefferson, Jefferson had one wine that he thought was superior of any wine he had ever had from ah, France. We discussed this this very thing. And just it was yesterday. it was it was it was not a re- it was not a red wine. It was not Bordeaux. It was a Northern Rhone Hermitage Blanc. A who? Wait, said that. Run that by again. In the Northern Rhone Valley, one of the yeah. Appalachians is oh. called Hermitage, mm-hmm. uh, and they make the a white wine. Right. They make they make a white wine that's usually made with either Marsan or Roussan grapes. And he thought that was the king of all wines. Hmm. Well, good for him. I'm glad he was able to score something first class. Yeah, Mike, it's, what uh, do you think of Virginia wines? I think I've asked you that before. Have I? I've never had it. Never seen it. Okay. Would you believe uh, that about, oh, gosh, this would have been maybe 30 years ago, I was on the train from New Orleans to, actually, I was coming back at the time. Uh, on the train at Amrak, Amjack. I'll get it right yet. Uh, and they had reprogrammed their menu in the, and the, you know, the good trains had really good uh, uh, kitchens, and they and they cooked things from to scratch. I mean, so it was on one of those. It was one of the really well operated one, and I got to talking with the. Uh, with the, with the general manager, I guess is who he was, but they had a fairly good number of uh, wines from the Carolinas, from Virginia, and that that's a funny place to grow wines. So you can get them, and a lot of very hot people like uh, uh, the uh, several presidents really got into uh, to the wines of usually most of the East. And yeah, it was I heard, uh, it was terrific. 
Well, I heard Gregory saying yesterday that Jefferson brought back Vines from Bordeaux, which makes perfectly good sense because, I mean, he was such an enthusiast. Yeah. But That's anyway, right. yeah. we uh, we made it to Gallagher's 527 on Valentine's <laughs> night. And, and you lived to tell about it. I was really concerned about the parade, whether or not that was going to be an obstacle to our getting there. Okay. And he was quite busy. He wasn't as busy as he probably would have been if it hadn't been a parade night, but he, he was pretty full, all things considered. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't worried was about him. No, he can, I'm sure he can fend for himself. Yeah. I had brought a good bottle of champagne, which I was a little disappointed in. It didn't show as well as it had previously. What is it? So I, It's uh, Cristal, 2009 Cristal. And I chose to eat seafood. I had the crab meat, St. Francis, and I had his uh, his tuna and diver scallop dish, which was really good. Food is always excellent. Mike, what is your favorite restaurant on the North Shore? Uh, the one I'm most comfortable in is Gallagher's 527. The one I think is probably the best is Pardo's. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, that's a lovely place to eat. I really enjoy it. Yeah, you go to Gallagher's because you know what your experience is going to be like when you go there. Totally consistent, always. Yes, and with with Pardo's, there's always a little bit, a little edge of uncertainty about, well, what are they going to be doing tonight, you know? Right, Yeah. right. So I I think both both have their their benefits. Yeah. Do Do you venture up to Covington much? We haven't been to any of the, – the last time we went to Oxlot 9, we've gone a couple of times for Sunday brunches. I know you all really enjoy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we haven't been to Del Porto in quite a while. I'm really anticipating their opening their so-called gastro pub. I don't know what to expect with that, to be perfectly honest with you, but I'm sure with their experience in the business, it'll probably be excellent. I'm super excited. I'm watching them do it, and they are making a lot of progress. So I, I do hope that they make their May opening date. What is this? I can't. It's the gastro pub from the folks that brought oh. us Del Porto down ah. the street of the old autonomy space. <laughs> hmm. I'm curious to see who's going to move into Acme. Yeah, that'll Acme. be interesting to see. Yeah, I, mean, I can only imagine on the, on the North Shore. Yeah, I can o- only imagine what the rent is in that place. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to have to do a lot of renovation because it's a very distinctive-looking space, you know. So they should, they should, op- they should open a hamburger joint. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be perfect. There yeah. you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all you, right, Mike. that's all I got. Have a good Take evening. Care. Bye. Bye. It's the food show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. And who are you? Come, uh, call me up and let's talk about something. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Yeah. Well, Mike called at the witching minute. That's usually Stephen's job. Ah. And fortunately for all of us, you don't notice it except if you're in the studio. So, anyway, I got a text from Daniel. Oh yeah, let's find out. You know, he was detained in meetings at work and wants to come another day. So. Oh, I'd love to do that. We'll do that, and then we'll just have to reschedule him. That's such a. Apologies to everyone for that. What? You know, I I can I'd easily put up with that, even though it's convenient inconvenience for us. 
this guy is from all over the world, and uh, well, he's only from one place, but he does well. He does make he's the been rounds. a lot of places. He's a global traveler for sure. Dan Delchuk <laughs> is his name. Delchuk. Mulch. Maltic? No, no, no Tom. Yeah. Lelchuk. Just what I need. Lelchuk. Okay, okay, so uh, mm-hmm. anyway, a great, uh, great musician. Yes, and uh, a good talker too. You know, with yeah. a lot to say. Yeah, that's so right. we'll have him back some other time. I hope so. But uh, he just texted me saying he just got out of some meetings and was not able to even text. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we'll have him another time. Um, anyway, we are talking about you know the usual, not much of anything, and uh, but all having to do with food. You know what I'm interested in? Tell Has me. anyone been to the fiery crab? The fiery I want crab. A report on the fiery crab. If anyone has been there, where is that? Uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of curious about that because people who are in this audience know of the fiery crab, but no one has mentioned having gone there. So I wonder who's there because they're busy every night. Hmm. So I'm I'm just I'm just wondering about that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, I don't think you are. What, what what do you what do you know about it? <laughs> I don't know anything about it except no? that it's a chain and oh. it's a chain out of either it's a, it's a Louisiana chain mm-hmm. and I don't know what their their home base is. It might be Baton Rouge or it might be Lafayette, but I'm I'm not sure exactly where it is uh where it started. But we, I know that they have one in Hammond because we saw that on the way to Baton Rouge the other day. And they have one in Baton Rouge and they have one in Lafayette. So I'm looking it up right now as to where their home base is. But it's definitely local. And by that, I mean Louisiana. All right. I'm glad we found that out. Yeah. So they have, uh, they have several locations, actually quite a few locations. And uh, and I would I would like to know if anyone has actually been there, what they thought of them. Okay, so they have a they have a uh, well, Lake Charles that's one Baton Rouge Lafayette uh, and Kenner. There are some coming to uh, oh South Carolina. And what are these? Another Baton Rouge one Alexandria. Yeah, there's there's quite a few actually. Certainly like sounds maybe, like it. Maybe a dozen of them. There's one coming to downtown New Orleans. Oh, no kidding. To Common Street. Yeah. Well, uh, that's a lot going on around there, so that doesn't yeah, surprise so me particularly. That's, that's interesting. So obviously, yeah. there's uh, someone is going to fiery. Somebody crab. is doing if it. If you yeah. have been to fiery crab, I would like a report on fiery crab. Fiery crab. Fiery. Crab. Fiery crab. Where is this? Well, there's one in Kenner. Kenner. Do you remember that old, do you remember that place out in Kenner close to the lake, which is gigantic? And you know where it is? It's right next to the Golden Corral. Oh, it's yeah. It's one well. of those big cavernous spaces next to the Golden Corral out on Williams and yeah, Kenner. It's, it's, if I'm reading it properly, the it started out as kind of like a steakhouse. And then it evolved into uh, a place that did private uh, parties and, and that kind of thing. Uh, the chefs have always been really good there. Fiery crab? 
fiery crab. No, we're not talking about fiery crab. No, no. Crab. Oh, well, then. I don't know what you're talking What are you talking about, Tom? Well, you mentioned. In Kenner? A, a steakhouse you know, in Kenner? Yeah, well, yeah, there's several of them. A steakhouse in Kenner. A steakhouse in Kenner. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I don't remember the name of it, but I do know that it's there. And it was one of those chains that you have seen. You know, you, you take a look at it and you say, well, that must be a. Somebody, yeah. somebody asked me about the Saltgrass Steakhouse. Yeah, that it was is John Volpe, and I saw that there were there was a Saltgrass Steakhouse not far from here. So we're going to have to try that. He was raving about it. Yeah, that's One of the lower tier steakhouses. Yeah, something like that. It was um, now. Now I've forgotten where I was going with this, but the uh, there's. I don't think we're really going anywhere. No. <laughs> I think we're sort of like sputtering to an end. This is when Stephen should call because Stephen is the one who kind of is the last caller traditionally of the show. And he, he's on for your magic 444 time. But we passed that. I would say we blew through it, but not really because we haven't blown through anything in about half an hour. Well, that's all right. I mean, we've been here long enough and we've got uh, all sorts of things that we have gotten in under our uh, under our chins. So, uh we keep on we going. We have another one about to, about to be wrapped up. Oh, what's that? Help us wrap it up. Two six zero six three six eight. Two six zero six three. Tom, what six, was, one of the things that I uh, speaking of Kenner restaurants today yeah. at nomenu.com, yeah. there is a piece about Little Chinatown, which I apologize, folks, is not terribly complimentary. But you had, if you recall, an oyster and tofu. Yes. Clay pot dish. I did. Why would you order a tofu and and oyster dish? Because I knew I could handle them. And I did. What did and you think of the fact that there was... It's, well, it's an odd kind of combination, I thought. It was in in uh, Kenner. Yeah, at the and, Chinatown. And apparently the people... And tofu. Yeah, the people who uh, ran things and who owned it and everything, apparently, this is my reading of it, I don't know all the facts... Mm. Uh, but they were going to do a much more uh, uh, authentic kind of a, a, a menu, and that is exactly what they did. I went through the menu extensively, and a lot of it was really far out, and a lot of it was you know pretty easy to get my togs under. I think that I think <clears throat> that in in thinking over that meal and writing about it, I think that. A statement that you made about Chinese restaurants rings very true. Yeah, what's that? As I thought about the meal, pictured it in my mind, and revisited the whole experience, I realized that in absolutely every dish, I would have preferred to be eating something from Trey Yen. That's, and Yen uh, is our barometer of Chinese food. That's our Chinese uh, restaurant. And you said at one time that everybody measures Chinese food as a whole by their particular Chinese restaurant. Whichever one which it is. Which they're a regular. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's exactly yeah. true, if I, I say so true. myself. I think it is true. And I would say that the people who are at Little Chinatown that night are at Little Chinatown a lot. They love it. They're regulars, they're enthusiastic regulars, as we are about Treyen, and everyone else is about their own particular Chinese mm. restaurant. Yeah. That's a uh, true statement. True, I, I completely concur with you. There's another restaurant, there's this fairly new uh, China, Red China, wait a minute. I'm, Red's Chinese? 
It's uh, or Blue Giant. Blue Giant. Blue that's Giant. It. Yes. Uh, I, the, what was said about it? I, 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 two hour wait, Tom. Well, I know. Two we, hour wait. Yeah, and that's uh, about how long it took us. And that's uh, a North Shore guy who yeah. grew up eating Trey Yen and modeled his egg roll after Trey Yen's. And I don't think it's nearly as good as Trey No, Yen's. I didn't yeah. think so either. Yeah. But I did get a hold of some of it for a little while, and then we had to go do other stuff. I know you didn't stuff. like it, but we liked it. We just didn't. We just don't like it as much as Trey yet. Yeah. That's it for us, folks. Good night. Have a wonderful meal tonight. Have a great evening. You're listening to WWL 105.3 Do it again. FM, HD2. Do it again someday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.